What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, we're back for our Thursday edition of this week's episode, and we got a doozy for you guys. We had an interview with Don Thacker, but he will be joining us on this episode, which is part two of this week, and it's called Mr. Meat Pants. And you'll find out soon enough. At first, I I was kind of iffy about that title, but man, we were... (laughs) with magic dude like you know it's interesting how this game is played with people because it's like you don't want to put something out there that's not good but it's like you're you're only allotted amount a certain amount of time that you can do this shit you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you kind of have to go with it but either way guys we hope you had a great monday uh through thursday today we've made it past the hump that's an achievement in itself um, but we hope you enjoyed the first part of our week uh, with episode number one, the Don Thacker experience, <laughs> which we hope Don doesn't get upset with us about. <laughs> I haven't heard anything yet. Um, but yeah, so we're back for part two of episode 40. 40 episodes, dude. Jesus. I know you haven't been here for all of them, but 40 fucking episodes, man. I think I've been on, what was Demon Orgy? I don't know. Jesus Christ. I think it was like 18, maybe. Yeah, that was my first day at work. <laughs> Your first day at work. of not paying, not paid work. Yeah. Help donate towards the uh, cause. I think we spend more money than we actually... We don't make any money. We don't, yeah, we don't make any money. Yeah, like YouTube is set up, but like I think I've made like 40 bucks over the past three years. <laughs> so... But uh, anyway, guys, enough of that shit. It's Thursday. We're going to start it off right with a fucking grave plots this week for you with Don Thacker, the director of Motivational Growth. It's going to be fucking awesome, guys. So you're going to want to stick around for this grave plots. If you don't know what the fuck grave plots is right now, you're going to want to stick around. We'll tell you in just a moment. Alright guys, we are back and we are going to be doing the Grave Plots. For those of you who do not know what Grave Plots is, it is a exercise in storytelling where we basically make up a plot of a movie by pulling a name out of a hat or a cup for this instance that we made up prior to this Grave Plots. Now we've had 
everyone pick two, including Don Thacker. Uh, so we're going to pull one of them out. So you can't even, you wouldn't even just lie and tell them you had a hat. Like we have to be, because <laughs> this, this is voice only. You could at least, exactly. you can at least lie to me and pretend there's an actual hat. Like there's some production value. That's what I hat. said. Uh, I'm the one that shan- I he makes me light he, Every that. time I say hat, he gets, he corrects me. So oh, I've, I've, I've learned to go halfway. I know, man. The production value is high here, man. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I have a gigantic hat made of fucking solid gold over here. It's got a platinum bottom. It's full of ideas. Yeah, guys. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be pulling the names out of a golden skull with crystal eyes. Yep. Yeah. That's the skull you showed me the picture of, right? That's exactly the one. Good. Good. That's the one. Yeah. So I'm pulling. Can you fill it with crystal and like have it serve you by a high expensive uh, Instagram influencer? Oh, dude, it's like being in the movie House Five, maybe. I love because it. I love it. House Two, Part Two Point Five. Yeah. All right, I'm pulling one out now of the crystal skull or golden skull. All right, let's see here. What do we got? Oh God, I hope it's a good one. Oh, it is one of Don Thacker's. It is Mr. Meat Pants. Oh, man. (laughs) Are we allowed to say the other one that I put in there? (laughs) Yeah, let's say. What was it? It was Fight, Bite, Destroy, which I kind of was hoping for. But Mr. Meat Pants, I guess we're going to do it. Hey, this is magic. We can say that we drew that instead. What about about Midnight Meat Train? You know, remember that movie? Right, yeah, yeah. It was a great title for the premise. It was a perfect. Ryui Kitamura, Clive Barker written. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I figured the... uh, Mr. Meat Pants gets us something somewhere. It's like a, it's like a spoof, <laughs> a spoof of Midnight Meat Train. No, 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 no. We have to ignore Midnight Meat Train. Mr. Oh Meat yeah, that never existed. No. So we just retell the story of the non-existent. Well, movie. if he really wanted to draw that one, I mean, like you guys were saying, like, they don't need that. to know. Yeah, we got to do it realistic. It's the challenge yeah. that's the yeah. that's the fun part. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Midnight or God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Meat Pants, Patrick, go ahead. What do you think? Mr. Meat Pants, all right. Wait, I'm not allowed to say anything, right? Uh, you can't say, you can't lead us in any direction okay. until both of us okay. come up with a semi-basis for the story. Sure, sure, sure. That is, uh, that is yeah, out I, there. I, I immediately picture someone swinging their junk like a helicopter. <laughs> you know what I, They call it meat spinning. That's not, nobody says that. Nobody's ever said that. You make that up. It's Don's story. I'm just... <laughs> Is that like kind of like the meat that spirals around the Euro meat or whatever? Is no, like, like never mind. I'm no. not even going to explain it. Just, uh, okay, so Mr. Meat Pants. So maybe there's a guy who wears pants made of meat? Uh, symbolically? <laughs> like in protest or something? Maybe he wears people's skin. Mm. Oh, mm. like they're leather pants. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. It could be Mr. Meat Pants, and it's not necessarily just slabs of meat. You know, like that would be kind of weird, but maybe cool in the same respect. So kind of like a Buffalo Bill <laughs> thing. It puts the meat on its skin or it gets the hose again kind of thing. <laughs> Go ahead, jump into it. So are we going to stick with that idea? Because I, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I'm not saying I don't hate it. No, we're going to do it. You're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. I love music. I don't like, I can't say I don't like it. Shit. Uh, <laughs> you could not like I know, he it. changed it. Idea, I think. 
All right, so Mr. he's going to help us out. We can throw our little idea out, and it doesn't have to stay that Patrick, way. Do me a favor. I, I'm, I'm not trying to influence you because I'm not allowed to influence you at this point. But just imagine <laughs> a scenario where the name is stupid, but this, the movie is serious. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. Like it's one of those kind of twists. I'm pitching that. I'm pitching that twist. <laughs> twist pitcher. Yellow card. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. So maybe it's a guy who's kind of like stuck in an era, and he has a certain style about him. Okay. These clothes that he's wearing is from the flesh of the people who he killed, who maybe demeaned him or made fun of his style or whatever. Okay. All right, Don, you can come in now. Tap in. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that idea. I like the idea that it's like a very dark, very serious, like it's a serial killer killer movie. It seems Uh, like, yeah. He kills people. Maybe it's from his perspective or maybe it's from the perspective of of like a doctor, uh, like very much like the Candyman, right, where – um, what's her face was a uh, like a social worker, but it's like somebody brought on to like work the case to f- to figure out like why people are coming in drugged and missing entire like swaths of their skin, and you find out that like there's this bro who very seriously is attempting to make like the highest of fashion, but out of people who are like morally or socially opposite to his his ideals or something like some what kind if of he's like rich. It. And he's oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to like make clothes out of people who are disadvantaged of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's like it's just a symbol of of their richness, you know, like yeah. their like their like stature. It's so a, he like a, collects vagrants or something. Well, not it's vagrants necessarily. Gray or the 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 Montague story where. It's uh, it's the highest fashion. Like you think, you think cow leather is good. Some people like like super rare yak leather or something. But really, man is the best leather. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I like how you said yak leather. <laughs> no, I, I is that a thing? Is that a real thing? Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, like 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 rich people used to have like the like mink fur because minks are tiny, so you need like five thousand of them to make like a mink fur jacket or whatever. Right. So, like, the idea would be human human skin is the most rare and sought after. Just, like, the most dangerous game. Like, humans are the the, the best thing to hunt or whatever. Like, right. But they the, can't be fearful. You have to somehow kill them without... And maybe... No, yeah. yeah because <laughs> or it ruins the leather. Like it taints the leather somehow, yeah. yeah like. And maybe he has to, like... There's certain types of people he needs for certain types of fabric. Like, fat people make great, like, whatever. You Purses. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, totally, yeah. And he's got like a whole like a whole kill box, and then he's got like a processing plant that he's built in his like three three penthouse apartment building thing, and he's got like a uh, display area where when it's cold, you 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 use subcutaneous fat people outfits. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like he's got it all worked out, and he's got maybe maybe there's an underground, maybe there's a whole group of people. And he is—he's Mr. Meat Pants. He's where you go to get your clothes. What if? Yeah. What if he can make it? So look is that? Like, so Mr. Meat Pants maybe like is like the street name for him, like the code word for. Well, so so I, I got it. Like the story, just like with Candyman, the story is told from the perspective of the disadvantaged people that are being hunted by him, or like, like what I think it was the most dangerous game, right? With uh, with Ice T and Rutger. Oh Hull. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the one where he's they find a homeless guy and they like feed him and they they bring him hunting with them and they, it turns out he's the prey that, that's kind of the setup is we, we see it from the perspective of like the street guy it feels like a, like an 80s or 90s movie so it's got to be like immigrant guy or the african-american guy or the the, the hero who is actually like morally ethically and 
uh, culturally 10,000 times better than these stupid, like, <laughs> rich white people, right? Like, right. Uh, and I don't mean, like, all white people are bad. or all. I'm not trying to make any kind of racial statement here. I'm just <laughs> in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. It's 2017, and I feel like... Yeah, if, you if can't say things public, like that, right? <laughs> yeah, anything you say it can be misinterpreted. And, like, if you know me at all, you know that I'm, like, a massive equal rights ad- advocate. And I'm, like, I'm all about... It's hard to say I'm, a, I'm an upper middle class, medium class, medium height, medium build, blonde hair, blue eyed white dude. So it's very hard. I also am <laughs> cisgender and I sure I, like I, I like I'm cisgender and heterosexual. I have a girlfriend. I, I'm super like I am the enemy of PC culture, even though every everything I do and say supports like, you know, equality and, and whatever. So I, it just preface. If I mention culture or race or anything, I'm talking about how movies are presented. I'm thinking sure. of character wise. Yeah, I, I'm trying to put together a scenario where if we want to make a statement, if we want to make a get out style statement, uh, get out is a good example of, of the kind of feel I'm talking about. A bunch of rich white people being falsely urban to entrap. But it's all you get the, the heebie-jeebies every time you see it. Like that's kind of the feel I'm looking at. Social um, thriller. See, yeah, I'm, I'm actually basing a lot of this on Candyman. Candyman was super legit in that like it had like a, an advantaged white lady being shown the disadvantaged African-American perspective in projects of Chicago, right? Green. And that was half of that movie is this white lady, the horror of being exposed to a lifestyle that she is, she has no idea existed and is in part because of her people. Like that's the, that's the underlying tone of Candyman, right? Like the whole point of Candyman taking over the girl in the end and the white lady being the Candyman at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't seen Candyman but like you have trouble yeah, Tony wrong, dude. Dude. Yeah. but yeah well we're, we're having it from the perspective just like in Candyman half of that movie the, the first half of that movie you get a lot of the perspective of the the, the disadvantaged people let's let's do that let's have it from your, our main characters are street smart people are people who are disadvantaged due to inequities in society and they're being faced with like the the, the underlying uh, moral of our story is let's call out the privilege and uh, disparity between uh, advantaged people and disadvantaged people right. by making a horror movie out of it right. and by saying not only do they like take advantage of your taxes and take it but they actually take your fucking skin right, right and wear it like clothes <laughs> and there's a guy Mr. Meat Pants who has to do the dirty business of, and it, nobody calls him that in, in the upper echelon of society. That's right. what his street name is, Mr. Meat Pants. And that's what they, just like the candy man, how they would tell the kids like, you know, don't go out after midnight. The candy man will come for you. It's, you know, don't do this, that, or the other thing or Mr. Meat Pants will, will, will get you. So I kind of get, I get notes of like, um, what's that movie where the purge versus, uh, American psycho and sure. candy man all mm-hmm. wrapped into one. I like it, yeah. Yeah. Get Out was a great film, and I love the film. The problem with the film, though, is talking about how it's like a progressive look at how how people see the world. It is that's a horror movie where there's a bunch of demon people in it, right? And and if you walk away from that saying, well, that's a realistic view of how white people treat African Americans, there are probably are some, but but that is not, and I don't want to be like a not all white people kind of thing. That that movie horrifically demonizes it totally people. does and, and and it totally should it is absolutely correct in doing so and it does so well and the story the fiction of the movie carries through perfectly just in a way that that ice tea rutger hauer movie does those white people are the worst crazy fucking white people and they carry around with them a part of their demon thing is their privilege but they're also fucking demons right right and i think that, I think that 
that's something we need to sell because if you don't sell that, then if you, Mr. Meat Pants is going to be a movie about how shitty white people are. And that's unfortunately not – that won't – A, it's not realistic. So we'll uh, make it more just classist. Like, yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? These people – it could be – you know how in um, Get Out they included the Asian guy? Who is also buying African bodies, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, huh? It, it, the Asian guy was part of it. They put that in there to show you, it's it's a classist thing as right. much as a racial thing, right? Uh, and it's just that in our country, inextricably, uh, our class divisions are racial divisions. So those things are tied together. So I think Mr. Meatpants is is more a statement about classism and, and social construct than it is about black versus white versus Asian versus uh, Middle Eastern versus whatever. But I think we can leverage that and definitely make it about an African-American guy or a, a, a minority and guy or girl. maybe, and what I think would be kind of a cool little twist is that Mr. Meat Pants is somewhere in the middle. Maybe he was a disadvantaged person and yeah, they no, brought him into the fold yeah. and he's only doing it because... Like of, he was like a struggler designer right, or something Right, right, and like they that. used yeah. him to kill his own people, like yeah. his own class, I should say. Right. Yeah, right. no, that's great. And then then there's a moral question about Mr. Meat Pants. The thing is, to have a good bad guy, you have to have some kind of moral question. Freddy Krueger had a, there was a question there. Like, yes, he was a horrible person, but a town burned a guy alive in a fucking furnace. Right. Like, right. I'm not saying he's a good dude and deserves revenge, but he was burned alive in a furnace. Like, there's some kind of hook, right? Right. The guy can be a terrible guy, but that hook makes him... And he makes 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 a choice when you when you see that movie um uh, don't don't breathe it, don't breathe right? right that movie had the guy was fucking crazy but he didn't think so he had an idea right it was the worst idea but he had some sort of moral question and that's what made it a viable bad guy even though it was bonkers and the turkey baster thing was crazy and all that I think I think that I still think that. Him having some sort of question morally made him an interesting character and not just a superhero blind dude. You know what I think would be a good idea then is that – and this is way far in the future, but it would make sense somehow if we sort of built that – is if Mr. Meat Pants was maybe he had a wife Uh and or husband or whatever, someone that he cared about in some degree, and his class killed them. Mm-hmm. And so because it was, it was a, of that, it was, but it was something, it was something ridiculous. It was a drug deal gone wrong. It was a drive right. shooting. It was, it was somebody fell asleep and, and, and lit accidentally lit a house on fire. It's Detroit city. It's fucking December something 30th. Weird, it's yeah. devil's night. And they throw a Molotov into a building and his family's inside. And he, he then decides at that point, it's not the individual's. It's the class. It's exactly. The people, right? Exactly. And, and, and that's and, how the top 1% or whatever you want to call yeah. it decide to manipulate him. Right. But right. then he finds out that it was actually them that set the fire sort of thing. Yeah. Like they were trying to like build a, a build. They a were bit, building a, a monster. Yeah. Or building yeah. A, yeah. A, a mall or something. They needed to buy the space. Well, maybe they, they hired somebody to like bomb this place yeah, to demolish no, actually, because they wanted to I'm build with, a skyscraper of some sort. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I, it can't be that they wanted to build a monster. They wanted to do something that was not related to him because if they did something related to him, it's contrived and stupid. If right. they do something super selfish and it has nothing, no concern for human life, then we get it that they made him and he gets sucked into their fold. It makes their – they just took advantage of the situation. They right. figured out, oh, man, like, yeah, we made him, but who cares, right? Like, we're going to use him for this – this task of we're going to use his passion so, and anger to, yeah. to to feed us our pants. So not only did this company kill, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So not only did this company kill his family, now that he's working for them, he's actually, maybe they're contracting him to like kill the people and hit the rest of his building. Like his landlady, you know, everybody he holds. I don't. I think it should be broader than that. A little bit more like it's just the class. Because if you so, if you, I mean, we could. I just pinpoint it to one location, but I think right. it might be interesting if it wasn't just one location. Because if we're focusing on class, yeah. then we need to just focus everywhere. I agree. I think we. I think we need to to make it so that Mr. Meatpants is the Candyman is. Jason Voorhees is Freddy Krueger in so much as our movie is not about him so much as it's about our main character or characters who have a run in with him. And then we discover throughout the course of the film the actual story. Because if you remember, Candyman was like a crazy mythical creature with a meat hook for a hand and who could like summon beads through his mouth or whatever. (laughs) But he actually had a real story. Right. right. His his character had a legend, but that legend was so far removed from the innocent guy who turned into a bad guy that he was just a demon at the end of the movie, right? And I think that that's how we get to Mr. Meatpants is we have somebody have to discover. That's why I figured somebody who's like a social worker or a, somebody who works at a hospital or something and and is is caught up in this scenario. What if it's fucking the worst of the worst? What if we have like deep down fucking gang members? Against you, Mr. Meatpants. Like, oh, they, totally like, would make sense. You see what I'm saying? And, and, we, and then it's and, like that moral decision, whether who's yeah. right or wrong. Right. Is it the guy like killing people and taking chunks of their skin or the drug dealers? Like right. which, which, who is, yeah. who are we with and why? And that lets us ride a nice moral line. Patrick, you're not saying anything, number one, but number two, the things you have said make me believe you actually might like this premise. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in, man. Jump <laughs> in, dude. Like it sounds the, like you like the premise. The pool is nice yeah, and no, warm, I love dude. It. Uh, yeah, no, I like that. I think that's a good idea. So maybe we should focus about uh, the whole characters around these street thug sort of yeah. people. Uh, it doesn't have to be any particular race or anything like that. Just nah. street kids. Right. Who somehow stumble upon it. There's different kinds of characters. So is Mr. Meat... Well, let me just clarify what Mr. Meat Pants is. Is he just the procurer of these well, I think pieces it would be, of flesh or... Uh, no, no, no. I think that he should be a literal person that has maybe been he's done so many bad things in the name of anger and uh, uh, revenge I guess in a way that he's sort of become some sort of supernatural entity in a way maybe I like and, can, can I can I can I counter that I actually yeah, go, go, go. I have yeah. the idea that he is like high class perfectly groomed perfectly maintained pet manscaped Ooh. fucking tailor Ooh, and he has a yeah. tailor shop and it's like Nobody knows it's this guy. After hours, he's a seething rage machine who was pushed there by the inequities of of, of his the classist system. Like again, like it's a drug related thing. It's a drive by. It's some kind of very obvious, very very stereotypical urban blight problem. It's as though the sale of the lower class people's livelihood it murdered his family. Okay. Right. That who is selling the, these people? The, the, these people, their drugs. Who's se- it's the lower class people themselves. So there is a built-in tradition slash uh, social system wherein the lower class keeps itself the lower class by selling itself to rich higher class people. Okay. So his pendulum swing response is to say, fuck it, I'll go all the way. You're selling your backs. I'll sell your backs. Like Fight Club, where they were stealing the fat to make soap to sell it back yeah. to the fucking rich white people. It, right. it, it, it's right. the same thing, except that it's a little on the nose. It's it's literally straight up, 
I will sell the skin off your back like you have been doing for so many years. Who's suffering in this? Obviously, the murdered people are suffering. But what is his statement? Is he against the upper middle class or the, the upper class? Is, is he against them or is he servicing them? Or like, it'd be cool if there was a twist where he's also going to destroy the upper class. Like, there's That's a, the what whole, I like. I well, like yeah, the whole yeah. system. Well, That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, maybe somehow the lower class somehow mingles with him. And yeah. then they somehow kind of make him see the light, and then they, he goes after all the rich people. So it's this like uh, torture revenge sort of feel, where yeah. it, like it's like this big payoff. It's like all these like really disgusting rich people who were kind of like really just dark. Did you like, ever see? Did you ever see um, the post-apocalyptic movie with the guy and the dog? Oh, so, Will I mean, Smith. A boy and his dog. I am legend. No, no, no neither. Not I am legend. I, Sorry, this oh. is a boy and his dog. Yeah, yes, yeah, a boy and his yeah, dog. Yeah. A boy and his dog. Remember when he was brought into the like the weird underground like rich people place? <laughs> Sex layer. Yeah, but they were like all they had fake faces and shit and like that that's the kind of weirdness I'm seeing from this upper crust. It's kind of like get out times 10. Right. Or like eyes wide shut kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, eyes wide shut meets get out is kind of what I'm looking at. Okay. Like yes. they, they have parties where they wear their outfits. Like their, their meat suits. Right? Their meat suits. Yeah. yeah, it's like a private party maybe. Maybe it's maybe they do this weird apish like <clears throat> Stereotypical, like they act urban. Like, like you know what it is? Oh, oh god, we can we can they make have so many plays. Maybe can like make that? so many statements in this. It's it's the modern blackface, right? Like they actually wear black faces. Oh, that's, that's, oh. that's or how just lower class of any sort. Yeah, yeah. But I'm using the term blackface because that's like a, that's the hot button term. It definitely, I think we should address the fact that people still fucking do that, and it's like not okay. Yeah. But I think that, that we can we can we can wrap this. I don't know. Maybe this is too much. We're dancing on a very dangerous line, right. but I think we can pull it I think if we can appropriately ride the line, we can make the right. right state, which is like, this is horrific. And the ideas... Okay, so there's this idea that, that if you... Uh, remember the movie uh, Unforget... Unforgettable, irreversible, uh, irreversible. Yeah, it's a it's a movie about rape revenge. And yeah, dude, uh, that is the biggest rape is, scene in a movie ever. It is so damaging. It's like it's fifteen so minutes of rape, dude. And, no, and, really. And they they're Italian, so they did it. They did yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> they made it. They made it happen. Uh, not, I mean, not in, obviously. There was it was not <laughs> real, but it was it was a they. Don, went, you're traipsing some dangerous territory uh, right now. <laughs> Just, you can misinterpret what I said. Is like they're Italian, so they rape. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't win <laughs> here. Uh, I am dating an Italian girl. This did not happen. <laughs> they pushed it so far that it was not questionable. You could not question their purpose after right. that. Right after that scene, if you if you haven't turned the movie off, which if you have. You are a functioning human being. Good job. Honestly, I think the movie deserve that. That movie. It's a good. It's a good litmus test. I watched it because I'm a filmmaker and I wanted to see how the fuck you resolve that. Right. But as a human, turning it off is an option, and I think it's a good option. After that moment, they bought your morals. I feel like. I feel like. What we can do is if we do hit it hard enough at the front, we can then justify I the agree. results, within, which in the end, what we're looking for, honestly, as a filmmaker, we're looking for some entertaining kills. We're looking for some gore and we can all we can support a very real and very good statement, which is, hey, man, get some fucking perspective that we, we, we are living off of the people that we are destroying and putting down, right? right. Like, I think that that's something that we can say, how stealing from the poor to enrich yourself is a thing that happens. Li- we have a president. Right. I mean, what the fuck <laughs> am I supposed to say? Like, this is a thing that's happening now. That um, 
that uh, literally uh, taking culture from people is a thing. Like, so what you have is just the purest, most visceral version of that. And then once we hit that note early on, yeah. we, can then, we can then pay attention to killing people. Well, and, and yeah, exactly. Because then the retribution is that much, yeah. it's that much tastier. It's so that it much more delicious. Good characters who are, who've been gang brothers or gang sisters or gang whatever, or whatever they're part of for long enough that they have, a functioning relationships with each other and some infighting and just stuff to spice it all up. So we can fit five people, three of whom love each other, two of whom are wild cards uh, against a, a terrifying character who right. happens to kill people. And, and then and somehow turns his hatred. Exactly. Yeah. He, he, you side with, you don't side with him in the beginning, but at the right. end you are all for, Right. Yeah. It's, no, it's Hellraiser I agree. Two. It's Hellraiser Two. It's getting <laughs> seriously. It's getting the lead Cenobite to be on your side by by appealing to what made him the lead Cenobite in the first place. If we can do something like that, I think that would be super legit. So we can. The bad guy is uh, Mr. Meatpants, but the, the Mr. Meatpants is actually the the lever at with which the our heroes save the day and save their their section of the city. Maybe the guy who owns the tailor shop that he works at has been doing this for years. Okay. And is apprenticing under him until he, he finally comes into this whole making suits out of flesh. Well, how does his family die? Like, there's got to be that yeah, moment. Yeah, no, there's... Well, there's, maybe there's, he's been apprenticing for a while, so much so that he considers this guy like a father, that he knows the ins and outs of his life. Well, maybe they... Like, maybe there's several meat... Mr. Meat Pants. Okay. Maybe his initiation to prove himself to the upper class is to kill the old Mr. Meat Man and then step up out of revenge for his family that died in the burning building, I think we said. I don't remember. Uh, the worry about that is that we lose we lose track of his... Like, one of the central ideas that was really fun early on was that the idea that he hated his... The, the culture he came from or the... Right. the because the, the rampant crime is what killed his family... So he should just be a tailor right off the bat. Yeah. And his family dies. And then maybe, maybe he he has a shop in the, in the lower class section, but all the rich people come in the middle of the night sort of thing. Yeah. No, I like that. And then I think what, what we find out later through some really weird means is we find out that actually his family wasn't killed by gang violence or whatever. It was all a fucking setup, which... Uh, to make him into the yeah. to, to make him into this guy who had who had been functionally functionally working for Taylor Company or whatever his um, own mom yeah. and pop store sort of yeah and they thought we need an in and this would be a great way and he's not the only one and maybe that's the idea he's not the only not necessarily Taylor but the only person that they have enlisted to turn against their own people under the guise of their own people being the worst. Which I think is actually a nice statement because that is the, the perpetuation of stereotype and stuff by modern media and like uh, privileged classes. It does cause in, in to some percentage the inherent perspective that the urban class sort of bracket is a certain way, right? We see it in television. We see it on TV. We see it in movies. We see it, it's constantly beat a certain way. The drum is being beat so much. I can't imagine that the, pre- the social pressure is being put on any urban environment by the outside, by the people who are making the rules and making the media and making the movies and making the choices about who to cast and whatever, that can't not affect the society, right? So you have a group of people, kind of like in the, um, the, you mentioned the, the purge earlier, you have a group of people making these murderers 
who are commoditizing in different ways, like the inner city. They're 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 they make it a meat market. It's not just clothes. There are eyeballs that are getting purchased. There are like uh, organs and yeah, organs and blood and whatever. I feel at this point we're getting a little bit too <laughs> a little wild. Out. Well, no, no, maybe you can out. dip into that towards the end of the movie where you find well, yeah, out that there's maybe, more maybe people. Well, yeah, maybe the whole thing is focused on that guy, like you're saying. Right. And then you find out that they send other ones to fight him as he's going to kill all of them. Yeah. Like, there's a whole society and a whole, uh, what do you call it, uh, I don't want to say uh, hierarchy of, you know, like, he's just a knight. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. For them. And they're like the king and the queens up there at the top of the tower while he's out doing all the bidding. But all these other knights start to go against him because he now has changed his mind somewhere, some at some point, for some reason, because of these pawns, so to speak, or gang kids or whatever. I was going to say, maybe he finds out through these people that he's captured that they were set up to kill his family kind of thing. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like right. He thinks it's maybe like the lower class yeah. eating, eating itself, essentially. Yeah. And it seems that way to even the viewer. Right. But towards the end, you realize that they were the ones that sort of orchestrated this out of not necessarily for him specifically. No. But just as their, that's who they are. Yeah. Right. That's just how they work. That's their template. Yeah. They try to squash the lower class to do their own bidding or whatever. You know, maybe maybe it's a building. Maybe it's a, a business venture. Maybe they want to make a parking lot so they can make you know, whatever. They destroy a, a school so they can build a parking lot or whatever. Right, right, right. Whatever it is. It's money-based, obviously. But then, yeah. so what is Mr. Meat Pants, the, the one of the knights, so to speak, what does he look like? Like, that's what I want to envision, and I think... I, I have in my brain a really well-put-together, really tight, like, really sharp-looking dude. I like that idea. I like the clean-cut, like, super, super sharp. Clean. Are we going, like, middle-aged, old... Young, M- middle aged, like middle like, aged, yeah, yeah middle aged, thin and tall. Everything is perfectly tailored, and he's he's intimidating to look at. He's not a horror figure. He's, I don't know, just some some cool looking dude who, like, if I just any person saw him on the street, you'd think that's a high class motherfucker. Like, right? Oh shit, right? And that's that's to show the dichotomy. He's he's always perfect. He always smells of of some kind of like wonderful bouquet, like some kind of beautiful aftershave plus cream plus whatever and there's not a, a hair out of place his, his so he is like patrick bateman so he, he's, he's better than patrick bateman so was he originally this way or no he, i think originally yeah. he, i think this is a, an obsession right this okay because he's his, now his trying spot. to provide he's trying to peacock himself for the yeah. upper class yeah absolutely because because he wants to have an air of what he thinks is the better half and what, what what he doesn't know and, and can't understand, at least at this point, because he's gone crazy, is that they, they will never look at him as a as a real like as member. As an of equal, their, right? Okay. He's, he's always an animal to them. So and that might be the book. That might be our 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 in to converting him, right? Okay. So he thinks of himself as an instrument because right because because the world that he comes from is eating itself in his eyes. When in reality, and this is where we get to make our statement, in actual reality, it's doing so at the at the hand of of an upper class that's right. destroying it. 
And that's reality. I'm talking about outside of the movie. That's reality. He the, thinks the, of it as justice, but it's, really it's right. their hand. It's their hand. And it is always their hand. And it, it has, I believe any society with bifurcation or inequity, you can never look at the underprivileged side of that and blame them. That's fucking right. – you can blame them for, for a percentage of the action. Every individual who does a horrific thing in that scenario deserves personal responsibility for being an adult and making a terrible decision. But you cannot ignore that that decision was made. Made under ridiculous circumstances that no human being should be put through. Right, you know what I'm okay, saying? So, yeah. like, that's the big moral line, and he crosses it in the wrong direction. He says it must be the whole. Look at these animals destroying themselves. I I like the idea that maybe his family burned alive. Yeah. Somehow, okay. like yeah. in his in his like shitty apartment, whatever it is. Maybe they instigated some sort of riot in the streets to try to orchestrate some sort of message. And then they paid some people to be like firebombing places or something like that. Yeah. We don't yeah. find that out obviously till later, but they set the building on fire and they can't escape. Right. On all this, maybe he sees his his wife and his child screaming at the window trying to get out. Yeah. Maybe she tries to break out and like yeah. literally falls on the ground on fire. Yeah. In front oh, of I him. I like that, dude. That's... That kind of thing. Because then that really builds the like hatred. Like right. it does. And, and I think the thing to keep in mind is that we could have there is tension in that building. It's, it could be a, a, a project building or it could be a, an inner city, like rundown building. Or I think a lot, right. of, a lot of the inner city of Detroit stuff that I, 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 hey, use, let's use that. I mean, it, it could be a such situation where there is in that building, there, there are drug dealers and there is stuff, but there's also normal families. Right. And, right. and I think his, his immediate thought, he has been brainwashed by the system to think that if something bad happened in his building, it must be those damn drug dealers right. or whatever. The ones that and he they, felt uneasy around or yeah, his kid the ones was who, uneasy. Who he saw doing deals at night and getting yelling at each other and there being a shooting down the street or whatever. Like that, He just he makes the assumption that is the lever the upper class always uses. Right. Just, it, it knows that everyone will assume it, so go ahead and do it. Assume that. So he turns on his own people. Pendulum swings the opposite direction. No, oh, I like it. Well, we got to get some kills. I want to get the look well, of him the, down the, so that we the, can... The flashback, the, the, the burning wife and kid in front of him, That's we got to make that ridiculous. Not ridiculous and funny, but we have to, we have to go all the way. Yeah. We, have to see, we have to see the kind of horror that would crack a man's brain, right? And we, we want to see it. We want to see his wife melting and like Ooh. screaming and clawing toward him. Right. Holding the baby out who's on fire. Like, we got to show the whole thing. And it's got to be the worst. You got to feel, oh, And then, and then after all that happens, maybe some rioter hits him in the face. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it just adds that extra, like, hatred. Like, like, how dare you while my wife is dying, my child, you know, touch me in this moment. You know, you don't expect it. Maybe he gets mugged. He's not the only one who believes in this building that it is a drug-related attack. One contingent of gang folk who live in that building believe it's an attack as well. Right. And they don't know who it's from, and there's just gang violence going everywhere. Like in the the, the late 90s in in Los Angeles when the the gang versus gang shit was like at a major pitch. yeah. Again, what I don't want to do is say, yeah, this is what it's like in the inner city. Right. These are gang people. I want to show to the best of my ability as a – unfortunately for, for this particular subject matter as a, a white filmmaker. I want to show what I feel that kind of pressure can can do to 
any group of people. Yeah. And it, it's not all African Americans. It's not all Mexicans. And it's not. It, it's a mixed race group of people Class who are being period, through, straight up. It's a yeah. It, they're being put through the ringer here, and their only response is to fight back in his moment of loss. And I think he maybe maybe he carries a scar. Maybe he gets hit in the face with a baseball bat or something happens. And when you see him, in, when he finally steps out and he's in his suit and it's all fucking, it's a shark skin tie and he looks so fucking awesome. He's got that like scar. Oh, I got right? it. I got it. I got it. He gets taken to the hospital. Can't afford the bills kind of thing. Uh-huh. And they're like foot the bill. Some like random stranger of some sort. It's okay. like, I'm going to pay for this because of what happened to you. Sort of playing him like a fiddle. Yeah. What if it's his boss? He's the impre- a, a tailor apprentice. He's basically he lives from paycheck to paycheck doing shitty work for a tailor. It's mostly getting fucking supplies or whatever else because he wants to be he wants to make his own clothing lines and have his own tailor shop. But this tailor dude is this like ultra upper crust white bro who pays for the hospital bills and is like, listen, I see you finally been you finally been crushed by your people. Right. You know Starts what I mean? fucking indoctrinating or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Brainwashing. Like Brainwashing that. him, yeah. Just feeding off of his anger. Yeah, and he, and he realizes at that point this tailor who had played with the idea of using human flesh as clothing but didn't have an opportunity to actually like wholesale make it happen until he realized he could make he, he found a guy he could actually set loose on this he could t- stay 10 st- steps away from and say i don't know i just inner city bro but but in he, reality he's pushing him toward this the only this problem idea. i have with that is that morally he might have a little bit of an issue with it yeah, whereas right. he's he's it's like, gotta be his choice right yeah like, it's gotta be his choice yeah. because it's like i'll let you die or I'll help you if you help me. Right. And you can get revenge on the people yeah. who did this to you and your family. And then they help him. And then he starts to grow kind of a taste for it. Yeah. And then, you know and what I mean? He thinks he's a superhero. He thinks he's like, right. he's saving people. He's, he's justice, he's an embodiment of justice. He's a Taylor Batman. <laughs> right. Only a literal Taylor Batman. <laughs> so he starts working on the flesh. Like, he doesn't actually have to deal with the bodies at first. Um, yeah. But he's actually tailoring the flesh behind the scenes while doing the regular tailor stuff. Yeah. Uh, he sells it at first. Then he starts tailoring it. Maybe his boss dies or maybe he pushes him out to do it. This is where I need you to stand up and goes out and they they start picking people that he doesn't feel bad about at first because then then it's like kind of like slides him into the to the killing mode. Right, maybe like a gang that right, yeah. like somebody he sees somebody like fight, and they somehow it's like almost like they know what has happened, even though they weren't around, and so they push him into that hatred. He starts killing those kids or whatever, like the people that like these thugs or whatever that are like fucking hurting like innocent people or whatever, like something like that. It just feels like it, it would make more sense just because. He would have issue because he's not a horrible person, but he's got a it's a slow burn, slow process. And it could be years later. And then that's when, you know, he starts going out and killing. But we don't we don't know. Maybe maybe we don't know all of that. Maybe there's just like flashes of all that stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. I I don't think we should. Because we want to make him like a killer. So we don't want everybody to think he's a nice guy. No, this is stuff that should be revealed later in the movie. The movie needs to start. This is the backstory. Yeah, he's already full uh, Mr. Meat Pants when the movie starts. He is full bad guy. And we need to we need to only be given some of this information. 
Because Mr. Meat Pants 2, we need to go the whole, we need to get the whole history. For Mr. Meat Pants 1, it's mostly about our, our characters. So I think we're, we should, we should pivot into our... Kills. Yeah, who our characters are and how the thing rolls. Right. So this is years later, past the backstory, I'm saying. He's out on the prowl killing people. There's some gang yeah. kids. Maybe the story even opens. It's, Maybe it's the almost story... boring to him now. Like, it's Mr. Meat Pants is a... A wholesale like it, it's become it's not like a, it's, it's not like a, routine kind of thing. Yeah, he wakes totally up, he does routine, this, yeah. and that's what he does. Maybe there's just like he's almost like spawn in a way, <laughs> like like pulling people of the shadows almost. What are their main characters? Like what are they? They're we're gonna make them sort of not necessarily gang members, but just like street kids. Maybe they could have been people like they were squatting. two guys, two girls. I mean, like or like a guy, three guys, one girl. Like what do you want? I think I, I think it's it's three guys, two girls. That's that's a, that's a good it's setup. Good balance, right? yeah. Yeah. We got to get some kills, at least three. Yeah. We got to have a middle change point because yep. we could, you know we need to know when what affects him to make him hate them and realize. Right. Yeah. So obviously, it's probably the information about him, them getting paid to kill them. Right. Like not them specifically, but that building. So when we're going into the movie, beginning of the movie, and like opening credits are over with, we're into the movie. Right. Now we're going to show him being at his optimal form right he is mr P- meat pants at this point and maybe he's on the prowl you see the first kill you know okay. how i see this movie i kind of see it like a modern day jack the ripper but he's uh, that, not that's gonna... yeah well I, class I mean, that's basically right, yeah. what we're saying like he, he is he is he is preying on a disadvantaged group of people jack the ripper preyed on prostitutes obviously right, right. uh and he's doing it because nobody cares and he's doing it for in our movie for reasons that are a little more socially. I mean, I, I guess murdering anybody is always sociable, socially <laughs> shitty. He's, he's doing it for frivolous reasons that are horrendous. I dig the idea of us getting somehow getting out the idea that he's he's doing this as a metaphor, right? Which metaphor though? What the do you the mean? metaphor of, of disadvantaged sell themselves to the advantaged. Right. Uh, uh, okay. On the grand scale, uh, he's actually an arbiter of the future, or whatever bullshit idea that he thinks is is real, and we have to we have to stop him or change him. Maybe what we have is one of our a pair of our characters uh, are our siblings, and one of them has made the choice to be more, or to be a participant in illicit activities, and the okay. other one is, is is more toward the straight and narrow, right? We can we can explore the theme of judgment in that regard. The more gang-ish sibling can always point out that thinks he's better or she's better than the the more gang active. Okay. One of them can carry the you should be doing quote unquote right, and the other one can carry the what you're being told is right is actually against your own class and people and stuff, and uh, that can be our our sort of reflection of the larger problem that Mr. Meatpants represents, right? So. In the end, one the, the major chain is, changes. One of them sees the other one's side, or they both see each other's side, and one of them sacrifices him or herself. Right? Like the the gang one says, you know, I'm doing this for the greater good or whatever. Or the the non-gang one sacrifices himself for the good of his. He or she is the the sort of the better one, the one who's going to make it out. The opportunist south, sort of. Like, not necessarily uh, like like in the negative way, but in the sort of like I'm going to go to school, I'm going to become a lawyer or a doctor. Uh, okay. Like you guys are fucking around with drugs and whatever, whatever, whatever. And and he has he or she. I'm going to say he just as a wrote because I'm a dude and I apologize, but uh, or let's just say she. Let's pick one. Let's say she. She she's a. Um, yeah, I, I'd she, like her to be like the. 
Yeah. The main one. That would okay. be good. Like the heroine? So, so she, she's a she's a like the final girl or whatever. Right. She's right. a survivorship bias. So she's done a little well in school and gotten a little more opportunity because she might be a little smarter or whatever, or or maybe just whatever random effect. But um, but because of it, she thinks that if you if you don't do as well as she does, it's your choice. You've chosen to be a gang member. You've chosen this that. Oh, she's towing the line, the dangerous line that gets people in trouble. Right. That, so she so, she can sort of sympath. So it's setting it up so that she can sort of somewhat whenever she finds out about. Mr. Meat Pants. Right. But we have to go with her to turn on that, right? To see that she was super wrong. She got fucking lucky. She got lightning in a bottle. She was, right. she had a couple opportunities other people didn't have, but those other people were just as valid in doing what they were doing. They were trying just as hard, right? But she sees it as, well, if I can do it, why can't everyone? If I can get a college uh, acceptance, why can't everyone? If I can, do you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, like if I cannot do drugs, why does every why does anybody do drugs? And it's that sort of ignorant, superior feel. And her arc is to see that same thing represented in a fucking murderer who makes clothes out of people. Right. Okay. And and it turns out the real hero is her brother or sister who has sacrificed him or herself to save her. And that's what changes. And that's what changes. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, these main five characters that we're talking about, one of them has to see Mr. Uh, well, we'll just call him. The yeah. tailor. Yeah, the, the tailor, tailor, also known as Mr. Meat Pants, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, the tailor goes out and he kills some people near those street yeah. sort of kids yeah. so they so one of them has to see it the other ones don't believe it sort of thing i know this is kind of a typical trope that person he or she has to convince the others that something bad is happening while they're making fun of them sort of thing we actually open the movie on the burning building right i and agree we see, we see all this horrible shit so we can buy some some expository time from the audience right so we see all this shit we get everybody amped up and then we can like do some talking what we do is we take the main character and we scar his face and then in the movie when we see mr meat pants as the character we do give him some kind of cover it's a mask or something and it or can just be don't made show out of his face or we just never see it yeah it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like it's he's the usual suspect like whatever, silhouette right? kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah, the usual suspects. Kind or of behind thing. him or something. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Maybe one of those gang members is actually one of the people that set fire to the building, but they were used as a tool too, and that's how the whole right. thing comes together. That they were both tools. Do you know what I mean? Like they like Mr. Yeah, Meepants. they were paid they were paid um it turns out they were paid a bunch of money to set the building on fire and they were okay with it because their the rival gang was in there anyway. And so he just saw it as some stupid white dude giving a bunch of money to affect violence against people they were already planning to affect violence against anyway. Yeah, or maybe but, one of their friends got killed and yeah, no, those it, drug it's a legitimate members. beef. It's a legitimate beef. Right. Uh, it's just that somebody was taking taking advantage of the beef and turning it into a a way for them to get the building or the property or the whatever we we determined it was going to be. Yeah, and somewhere along the lines, one of those remaining members realizes that he's no he's that guy. Yeah. That they saw the burning lady and the child. Yeah. And then they realize that that's who it is because they see yeah. his face. How about this person? This person has a breakdown, right? Like this person recognizes when when we figure out what's happening or somehow figure out a bit of what's happening. This person has a suspicion. This is the turning point in the yeah. middle of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And maybe the guy who gave him the scar is actually in his basement or wherever he's holding him, and that's the guy that divulges the rest of the information to him. Maybe or is that too close? It might be too. That, that's mu- a bit. Yeah, it's a bit too. Yeah, it's a little too, too coincidental. Only, yeah, because like. 
I don't think that they should well, really know each other until that final moment. One of our guys is the guy who hit him in the face with a baseball bat. Right, oh, right, exactly. right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, and he, yeah, but he, they're not, he's not in a basement or whatever. He, he's, he's one of our guys. And it's not a coincidence because the reason we're following these guys, he's carrying around this weight of having been in the life for a while. Right. And he did this terrible thing that he knows is he found out later was a terrible thing. He, he thought he was fighting the good fight, but it turns out, you know, that, that, that building was not actually entirely a drug building. It was families were in there. Lots of families. Right. You know, he's carrying this shit around with him and he hit this dude in the face and he, he hopes to God that if that dude survived, that guy found some way to forgive him. But it turns out that that dude is fucking Mr. Meatpants. Um, no, I like it. And it's not coincidental. It's not like, oh, isn't that a bit too coincidental? Because the reason we're following this group of people is because of that. Because those two paths are going to meet again. And maybe when he's about to kill that one guy at whatever point it is. Yeah. That's when he divulges the information about, like, maybe the guy's, like, wetting himself, crying, whatever it is. That's when it triggers in his head that he's being used just like them. That's fair, but I don't want that to be during that moment. I, because I want I want there to be some sort of headiness to the idea that Mr. Meatpants doesn't care that the guy is the guy who hit him in the face. So he kills him anyway and then goes after the the upper class kind of thing? I think he's that guy who hit him in the face might be the second or third kill, but not the not the turning point kill because I, I want I want you to see that he's so far gone that that even you can't just like show him the picture of him before he was pinhead and he's going to be right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like it's not enough. He's just another gang member to this guy. Maybe we shouldn't jump into that too quick. Maybe we should try to come up with a few kills. Yeah, that's fine. how he kills them. What is his tool what does he use i think that he's just scissors like I said, no, I, definitely like anything from tailoring tailoring you know yeah, what I mean? no, like he has a case full thing. of like all these specific tools that he like like jack the ripper and he's yeah. very precise about it right i think oh, it'd no, be cool yeah. if, he, if he like he strung you up and like measured you you know how they when they have like the blank for the suit they put pins in it right where things are gonna be he's shoving these fucking pins in people oh yeah right and he's and they're screaming when he's not paying attention, and he's like dropping to the ground and measuring the inseam and shoving fucking nails in there to, and putting the pins in like. And his he mouth doesn't talk; and shit. he's just very yeah. he's just doing it like out of method. He have a few lines here and there where he makes like tailory comments, or how about something like like he asks what what do they wash with, like what are their what chemicals they use on their body, yeah, right. uh, or what if he had what if he had a ledger, and he like writes down facts about the the suit that he's making or the the the, the subject and he's like subject is five foot eleven and, he, and it's like an autopsy or something only he's doing tailory shit and he doesn't talk directly to them so he could like he could smell them like he could smell what kind of product they're using he knows what kind of product they use like you know like oh, um, yeah that's kind of dark like yeah, just like, gives a nice long whiff next to them yeah Ah, uh, yeah, I like that. And that gives uh, us an opportunity, like when he when he gets to different people, to give interesting and uh, strange responses. Like, like if it's the first person he kills, it's very clean, and we understand exactly. He knows all the whatever. But the other one is like, there's no fragrance fragrances, and it seems like he hasn't washed in a day, or you know, we'll have to bleach this and. This kind of thing. That's he good. scrubs them down with bleach or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they need a specific style so they bleach his skin a little bit. Or, yeah. You know, that, that'd be kind of interesting. And maybe he hunts different races for their skin color. Like, yeah. Right. Skins, blacks, and he doesn't, he, I think a cool statement we could make with him specifically is at a certain level, the classist concern no longer concerns races. Races become styles of the day. 
Right. 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 And that's the to to the people above him, race is just a different style. Yeah, it's no different than any than picking blue over red shirt. Right. Yeah, and or, I think that, that that's a good way to make that statement. The like, what is it that the the, the weird like I'm I'm colorblind statement that completely throws away the cultural experiences of the people you're talking about. Like, like right. I, I'm, I'm a white dude. I'm totally colorblind. I, I have six black friends. Like that's like <laughs> the worst thing. So that kind of punches that, right? They're like to these people, race is so far removed from anything that they would consider cultural or valid that it's, it's basically just a style of, it's like a blue shirt versus a red shirt. Like you said. Right. Yeah. It's gotta be something like that because then it just, it turns it into anyone. And that's yeah. a little more scary it's more. It's, it's a hundred percent focused on the class, yeah. and not anything else. So that will affect a lot of people. I agree, and I think I think that, that 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 there could be a turn in the movie where you you realize that it started as like the excuse was it was an inner city cultural right, you, that, thing. Like we push it that way to make people think that that's that's the entry point. But you realize you start realize that it's it's becoming quite popular to to get the the skin of people who have used more expensive product. Or what if it's like it's like a, a thieves coat or a. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they have different attributes for yeah. someone that's a murderer. They call it a, you know, for everything that those people do. Like this is a liar's coat. This is a yeah. thieves coat. This sure. is a, uh, so I don't you're kind of going like in the direction of seven, but with clothes. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, it would be different because then it's just, that's more the style. Right. Like it's not necessary. It's like, like you would buy like a red fox tail coat or whatever they're maybe they're yeah. faster or whatever i don't know whatever it is it doesn't it doesn't have to be about the race necessarily just just their attributes of what they got caught doing or what they're doing that's interesting though so what's his weapon of choice we do the tailor he, he has a kit like a tailor kit that you can see him right. unzip he like slowly unzips it and opens it oh yeah. right he uses something to puncture and then uses scissors to cut up yeah he, like he, he actually he, cuts them alive i think he should do it live um, yeah. Maybe we can pivot. We said earlier that they can't be afraid or it'll change it. I think fear actually is what we want. It, re- we, right. it releases some hormone or something that, that that makes the skin easier to tan. A thicker hide. Yeah, a, a more resilient hide. Or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The first person that he kills, one of the like street kids, sees the guy. Like, does he kill them in the street sometimes? And I, then... originally, yeah, I originally had the idea that he kills them in the street, but maybe... Maybe drag maybe him back. Maybe yeah. it depends on the work that he's doing. Yeah, I like that. I like if, he he's, if he's just, what if he needs somebody to be like a living dress form? Like he has somebody tied up like on okay. a, a post because he believes like they have to bleed into the skin to keep it. Over several days or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, it yeah. Has so to, yeah. it's like a curing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's cured yeah. with the blood of this person. Okay. Yeah. So it's a very specific process, very tedious maybe maybe, maybe like each, each one blade, suit like takes basically. two lives like oh. every every outfit is two lives because he has one to for have the skin the, and one for the one blood. for the form like the right. yeah. i just want there to be a scene where he's like like a seam ripper you ever seen one of those rip seams oh yeah, stuff? yeah 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 maybe there should be like a scene like that where he's just like taking all the nails off a human before he takes the whole flesh, oh. he wants to get the whole flesh yeah. in like one pole. Oh. But he wants to get rid of the fingernails first, and then start stripping it back. Right, oh, right. Man. Like when you skin a rabbit or something. Or like when you break a chimp's arm. Well, <laughs> 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 like you just said like when you skin a rabbit. Like we all just do that. Like, yeah. yeah I know uh, maybe he uses like I know this is a little out there, but he uses like people's tongues to make thing in the pocket. The lapel. Yeah. Let's let's go all the way and let's say that the, tongue, the tongues of the shoes that he makes. 
oh, are actual human tongues. Like they're uh, dried out and, and thinned out or whatever, but but it turns out they're actual human tongues. Like that seems interesting. Filleted, like really yeah. thin. Okay. And leathered up. And maybe yeah. shoes are like the best. Depending on how your stature is in the upper class is yeah. based on your shoes. Yeah. I don't know. I Something like, like that. <laughs> That's good. So what other death do we have? We got to get another one in there. Yeah, we have to have maybe a, one of the um, friends or whatever. Well, one of the girls. I think that there should be some overtly sexual, motive, sexually motivated death. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to find a way to twist the traditional like right. let's press in the movie and like turn it so that we we don't do that, but we instead do something that destroys that concept. But maybe that's too many statements. I mean, we're trying to make like a many. nipple hat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, I think that's too many statements. I think I'm trying to be too, too progressive. It figure. might be a little harder to figure that one out. We're already trying to like make a big statement about classism. And <laughs> yeah, I know we're layer, layering it with uh, extra stuff. Yeah. So maybe not, maybe it's not overtly sexual. Maybe it's just gory as fuck. We made some headway here. All we really need to do is the turning point, which we kind of know. We just need to like describe that. And then we need to show, then I think we need to show him killing uh, or explaining how he fights against some of the knights, the yeah. like, uh, just a couple of them somehow kills them, then goes after and starts murdering all the other rich people. Maybe he doesn't get redeemed. This could be dead wrong, but maybe maybe to infiltrate one of our hero characters actually wears his skin suit to go to like the the board meeting or whatever. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't he, know, but then the justice isn't there. It's it, the, yeah, you're, the you're retribution right. is not. Yeah. it's not as juicy. You're true. I think the the poetic justice yeah. is that he finally realizes what he's done wrong. Somehow murders all of them and himself. I guess in the process, like he has to die with. He has to die. Somehow he has to die on his way. So maybe, so what's the turning point? We know that he finds out somehow that they were hired to murder or to burn this building. He realizes that it wasn't their fault necessarily. He doesn't care. He's just so such an angry thing. But yeah, he's he a monster. Yeah, he just turns his hatred a little bit towards the rich people. Maybe he kills one of the people that come, like, because we were talking about how the rich people would come late at night to buy all these yeah. nice goods. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe one of the higher ups comes and he murders them. And one of them escapes, like maybe their assistant or whatever. Yeah. And then what's the twist? Like, what's the, there's a twist, right? Like, I don't want the twist to be like he he, everyone in the hood is wearing white people skins. I thought that's that's the worst. No, I don't want to twist. do that. I think it has to be. I think we should keep it like rich people. Yeah, and they only have these galas, these like flesh galas. Yeah, where they do these. That's better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be better because if we it keeps we, it more about more about the the selling of skins rather than some kind of overt racial statement, which that, I don't. Yeah, think that would be like part two. Yeah. yeah, that's when that, the, the asshole director comes in and doesn't know what the movie's about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, what if everybody was wearing flesh? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so he kills one of the main people. Maybe it's just someone that with that comes in all the time, who's a higher up, not the highest, obviously, but maybe the lackey of the highest. What? What? He hasn't. Is he at that point yet? Have we got to that point? Well, yeah, because he's already figured out. We didn't really explain detailed how he finds out necessarily. We can do that, but I mean, we're trying to keep it somewhat light. Well, here's something. What if you were saying the guy with the scar that gave him the scar? 
maybe he's already chained up with them, right? Right. And that girl that has those preconceived notions about poor people not doing their part. Maybe it comes to a head where he has to, you know, you know, put up or shut up and you know help her somehow. Wait, which one? The guy yeah, who who started the fire to kill the guy's family. Okay, so he's got to sacrifice girl. himself, or he's right? Gonna... Yeah, he has to sacrifice himself to save her. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe he steps in the way. Right. Maybe he's taken her off somewhere, and he's gotten loose, and I don't know. Somehow. Maybe he tries to pull her out. Maybe she's getting ready to like. He's like putting all the like the little marks, the yeah, marks on her marks with the chalk or whatever, right. whatever he uses, and then he saves her, but then dies in the process. Yeah, like they're trying to escape together, and something happens, and he has to be left behind. They have to have some sort of and conversation. That's where he lets yeah. Mister Meatpants knows. Like, you look familiar. Maybe they finally see his face at this point. Right, you see his face. Maybe that's the big reveal. Maybe that's why. And the scar triggers that. And he's like, it's you, as he's dying sort of thing. Like the brother, you're saying? Right. So it's missing. It's missing a little connective tissue, but I think that's the whole. That, that's a symptom of what we're doing right now. We're kind right. of like just pitching. What's the big finale? What's the, the giant finale? Well, we he's got to fight against the other. There, we got to reveal that there's other flesh knights, sort of like okay. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Meat Pants is. Yeah, is that the like, proper like, like, like Mr. Eyeballs and Mr. <laughs> like Mr. Mr. Like, Boots, so Mr. I look at, Mr. Liver. I look at it so if there's these other knights and they come by, Mr. Flesh, for maybe they're certain, flesh maybe boots. they're like procurers of their own masters or whatever. Right, like he's Mr. Pants. There's Mr. Hat. There's Mr. Right. Yeah, like I don't so, know. So he's maybe, not making suits. He's making pants only. Is that the? Ah, uh, yeah, that kind of sucks. You know, he's making uh, suits. So we don't need to get that intro. Right. Maybe no, we'll no, just... no. I think I think I think they're different entire things. Like some some person uh, uh, is a blood getter. Like right. He, he and someone and gets, gets adrenal glands. Gallons, and somebody so, yeah, else exactly. Gets brains yeah, yeah, yeah. and someone else. You know, stuff okay. like that. So maybe he starts killing these knights off, and maybe he makes a suit out of the knights to go kill these this group of. Uh, higher ups who oh. put the whole think, thing I think, together. I think I think, there, I think we've gotten too far there. I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, that's, I, I think that's good. It's cool, but for later, what I think happens is I think it's good enough if we realize that he is not alone. There are other of these knights. They come for reckoning. They come to to put because in of him to, killing one of the uh, lackeys. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. They come into the shop very straight laced, nice dressed people. Yeah, and they're all they're all they all fit whatever theme that they're in, right? Right. Like, maybe one of them, like the blood guy, is in a biohazard suit, and uh, <laughs> like I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the purge in. Um, maybe they're wearing something that he wears all the time that they make him wear. Like and uh, he recognizes the blood. Yeah. Like yeah. he, yeah. yeah, he recognizes that insignia or yeah. something that he's the butcher, he's the right. tailor, or and he like sees it pin, on them, and right. he's like, he has this moment where it's like, oh shit! Like the blood guy got like the little medical logo on it. Big fight like, in the right. whole place. Like they're yeah. like fucking going at each other it's with honest, scissors, knives. He has to burn to death, right? Like he has to burn to death like his wife. Or at towards the end, at least, death. maybe that's... he needs to burn that the the tower. Yeah, I think it... that's the end. Is I'm worried that we're making the the bad guy the superhero at this point. How do we get out of? How do we have five protagonists well, maybe... that we murder, and then the guy is great and he's like superhero? That doesn't kind of like it. Like I almost see like this girl who's gotten tied up in this whole thing in the building fire at the end, and he. This is an alien predator thing, right? We're halfway through. <laughs> Halfway through, it's not humans anymore. It's the predator we're the fan yeah, of. Right. <laughs> like, so maybe every one of those five kids dies, and maybe the last one is the one that the chick, uh, he kills her even, and then goes after them kind of thing? Or So just... we have we have the false end. We have where we think she's going to beat him. Right. And she doesn't. 
she stabs him in the side or whatever, and yeah, then she ends up yeah. dying. And yeah. then he fights, or, or I don't know if this is during. Maybe she stabs him while she's fighting these knights, so to speak, or the quote unquote knights. I don't uh, know that the knights. I don't think she fights the knights. I think well, the I don't mean them. Show up I mean, as an addenda. Oh, like, I see. Like we think the movie is over. She she dies. He dies. But then he doesn't die, and then we get the we get a payoff fight at the end. Okay. Well, I want him to go to the tower and like start murdering all the like rich people. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think him showing up outside of the tower with with Molotov cocktails or like a thing of gasoline or something. <laughs> right. That's that. Then we go to credits. Maybe he goes in like strapped with like a yeah. That sounds ridiculous. Well, we we need a Mister Me Pants too. So he shows up with gasoline and a Molotov. Right, uh, he's, and, he's he's stabbed and he's he's breathing heavy and he gets there to the building, the big either a high rise rich people like apartment condo building or it's like a corporate building, like the company building or whatever. That sounds and good. We do the uh, the Mad Max like from the feet up shot of him standing there holding the gas can, like breathing heavily, and he's then we go to credits because we know Mr. Meat Pants too. It's going to be like, you know, remember in Rambo, Rambo is a fucking monster in, in, in first blood. That movie is about a monster who comes to town and tries to destroy a town. Right. Remember that movie? Yeah. That's, no, no. I, yeah. That's I remember. What first, first blood is about first blood. Totally. Movie, he's a fucking monster. And, uh, he's finally talked down in the end to not murder the whole fucking town. Right. Now, granted in that movie, he doesn't murder anybody, but that's where he's headed real fast. Right. It's the they drop first blood. But um, but he's a monster that needs to be quelled. And then in the second movie, he was just a fucking superhero. <laughs> like they sent off to. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of yeah. So you're right. He needs to be like the sequel. This is the sequel. The, yeah, right. we're leading to the sequel. I don't want to. I don't want to see the fight. I want to see the lead up. I think he just walks up to the building that's at the address that we've heard it's at or whatever. Okay. And he steps over the gas can and we go to credits. But before that, we've seen this epic battle with all of their knights and such. The knights. Yeah, yeah the knights of. We the keep body saying parts. knights, but it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, no, that's cool. So we see the Mr. building go up in, in flames. No, you don't yeah. even see. No, we don't even see that. We just see him see walk Just up the, with the gas, gas can. can, and that's it. Credits. Okay, and then and that'll make people want to see the second one. Right. Exactly. Sure. It's, it's a stinger. <laughs> it's a stinger for the for Mr. Meat Pants too. So. All right. So what would the tagline be for this for Mr. Meat Pants? Um, Maybe something he, about tailoring. He's got your measurements. Yeah. Uh, you, whatever. Every occasion oh. has a suit. Oh wow! Whatever know. suits him. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so bad. Uh, but it's good at the same time. Uh, Tailor-made terror. There you go. That's, that's perfect, dude. Oh wow, that, that is like... pretty damn. That's fucking bang on. Tailor-made terror. I, I could deal. I could do that. I, I picture just him standing in front of a burning building, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Taylor Made Terror sounds perfect. Taylor Made Terror, Mr. Meat Pants. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit heady, guys. I <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have a campy ass movie much easy, more more easily. Hey, you know what? Sometimes they turn out that way. We've written, we've like uh, come up with like very serious ones. We've come up with very funny ones, like the canvas. That yeah, one, we that one we did serious. we did one that was like really super like deep. But yeah, man, I thank you so much for coming on, dude. It's been fun. Yeah, dude, I'd like to point out that my, my the titles I offered were Zero the Triumvirate, Mr. Meat Pants, Fight, Bite, Destroy, From the Stars a Secret, Burn Theorem, The Iron Mind, Heavy Water, and The Hate Train. Yeah, I, I think we did a good job. I only, yeah, movie. those are all pretty cool. I didn't even see all of those. 
No, you just no? sent the three. It just looked like you sent three. What? I still yeah. Think, out of all those, fight, bite, destroy. Fight, yeah. bite, I destroy. See I think is. I think I'm gonna save that for a that real sounds, movie. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds, that's that's your werewolf it, movie right there. There you yeah. go. Oh. All right. Well, hey man, Don, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a Guys, pleasure. Guys, thanks for having me. This has been really cool. Yeah, man. Anytime you want to come back on, hang out, we're always open. So let's see. Let's see how the audience likes me. If they hate me, then I'll not come back. If they don't, <laughs> I don't even care. No. Yeah, follow no. me at, on Twitter, Skinny Tie. That's yeah. I ended my. Oh, we want to talk. You can check out my film company. It's imagosfilms.com. That's I M A G O S I M A G O S F I L M S dot com. We also have Imagos Films on Twitter. That's pretty legit. If you want to see my game Star Mazer, that's S T A R R M. Mazer.com. Go there. We also have a Twitter for that. Uh, again, my, my Twitter is skinny tie. If you want to talk to me directly, I, I respond to pretty much everything because I'm just a, a bro making movies and stuff. So <laughs> you find me there. Uh, if, you, if you have Steam, uh, by June 1, uh, Star Mazer DSP should be available again. Check that out. And also keep your eyes open for motivational growth on VHS. Looks like this June we're going to try to make a, D, a VHS special edition that will come with a download code. So you don't have to worry too much about actually playing that VHS if maybe you want to keep it pristine or you don't own a VHS player. And what is your stream? You do streaming too. Do you want to plug yeah, that? Um, yeah. So I, uh, I actually, I, I'm refitting my stream. We have Star Mazer TV. It's uh, S-T-A-R-M-A-Z-E-R dot TV. We do a Star Mazer stream where we have game devs and other people come on and talk about game development and stuff. We haven't run that for a little bit because of our uh, office move. We had a big office move recently. I personally am going to be streaming uh, with a new channel. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have a YouTube channel and a, a, a new stream. It's called Salt and Pepper. It's S-A-H-L-T and P-E-H-P-P-E-R. Uh, I stream with a, with, with my uh, girlfriend who who is uh, Pepper. Pepper Plays on Twitter. It's P-E-H-P-P-E-R-P-L-A-Y-S. Pepper Plays. She's a fairly predominant streamer. She runs uh, the Seattle streaming uh, network called Soba, the 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 Seattle Island Broadcasters Association. She's a she's a pretty hip chick. Um, we, we're going to do a, a YouTube show, a YouTube channel together called Salt and Pepper World. We'll, we, we'll review games and movies and do all kinds of ranty stuff. And we'll also be streaming under that same title. So keep your eyes open for that. Uh, the best way to do that, though, is to follow me on, on Twitter on Skinny Tie. It's S-K-I-N-N-Y-T-I-E, like the kind you wear in the 80s. And that will I, I often post there, and there will be kind of fun news or whatever. If you want to check out my Instagram, you can do that too. But, you know, I'm 38, so that's probably not the most interesting Instagram. <laughs> I'm not an influencer. You will not see my boobs. It's um, mind-blowing, guys. You gotta, like, add him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, 68 Instagram viewers. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye on that stuff. That's pretty cool. Uh, depth is probably coming out, uh, going to festivals either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. But check out the Motivational Growth um, uh, VHS release. I think that's the, the biggest, hottest thing coming pretty soon. Uh, and I will keep in contact with you guys and hopefully yeah. again. Let me know about that too. Yeah, for I sure. I am dying yeah, for that VHS. Totally. Yeah. Well, you guys will be first on the list because I know you'll buy it. Yes. No, I'm going to buy two copies, one to open <laughs> and one to keep. Yeah, he's like that. Perfect. I but, want that. But yeah, <laughs> of course. Thank you so much for coming on. And I, I, can't, I can't wait to see Depth. So we'll see you soon, man. Cool, dude. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, that wraps it up for Thursday's episode, part two, episode 40, with Don Thacker, the Mr. Meat Pants episode. <laughs> uh, what a crazy name that was. That ended up pretty interesting, man. It definitely took a turn that I thought it was not going to go. You know, what's interesting to me is that when we do this, it's like, like he was surprised that it was serious. 
Yeah. Because we're such silly guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, too. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like you never really know where it's going to go. It's like part of there's like a inner part of your creativity that's like, I have to make this right. And then there's another part of you who's like, fuck it. Like, you know, <laughs> fuck it. Like, let's just fucking do it. But it just, you never know where it's going to go. And that's what I love about that segment, guys. So, by the way, if you guys ever have a suggestion for a fucking episode or like a grave plots, you can go to longlivethevoid.com. There's an application. You just drop down the menu and pick grave plots and send it to us with your name and where, you know, to reach you if you want or whatever. We're also going to be doing something really big here soon involving our BTV VIP club. So, guys, if you haven't already, you need to sign up for the VIP club, and I'll tell you why. We're putting together a huge, and I'm talking about a huge care package full of fucking movie night madness, like popcorn, fucking candy, food. We're going to put a gift card in there, movies, like all this shit. All for just signing up to get information from us in your email. Right. It's that simple. It really is. So if you haven't already done that, there's a link below, but you can also always go to the longlivethevoid.com and figure it out. Also, guys, if you haven't already, please follow all the links that Don talked about. I'll try to include most all of them if I can in the information below so that you guys can follow it. Thank you so much, Don Thacker, for being a part of the show. We had an amazing time. It was a lot of fun. It's totally worth changing the format up because we like to mix things up here anyway, right? Right. So. Get a little crazy. Yeah, dude. It was fun, man. Like, we sat here for, like, hours. It didn't even feel like it. Just shooting the shit, man. Right. So, but I hope you guys really appreciated this episode, This the two episodes this week. And I guess we'll see you next week on Monday. Have a good weekend. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great weekend. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.